This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will conclude a sermon from his series on heavenly authority. The sermon focused on Solomon's dedication of the temple and was delivered on the 4th of July. When we left off, Pastor was reading from Jeremiah chapter 8. Here now is Pastor Greg. If in their wisdom and their might and their prosperity, all of a sudden they forget the way of God, how wise is that? Because the hand of protection can be lifted up. If he did it to his people Israel, he can do it to any nation at any time in history. Is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there a physician there? If you read in chapter 7, verse 28, you see how they make an obscenity of religion. You see how they take for granted and they mingle and they take the corrupt ideas of the people around them and mingle them with the faith of Yahweh. And he says in chapter 8, verse 12, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination, ashamed. Was there any shame when they did these wicked things that the nations around them did? Were they ashamed? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. In the time of their punishment, they shall be cast down, says the Lord. And you think about shame, a natural instinct God gives. When your child does something wrong and you chastise them, say, you shouldn't have done that. They start to blush. They feel ashamed, right? As they get older, if they do something not so nice or they say something not so nice, they get ashamed. But when a people stop becoming ashamed of their sin, when it becomes accepted, when our children are being bathed over the Internet with things that would make some of the harsh sinners of the past blush and shame, and the average person takes no account of it, does not think about it, does not understand what happens when you ruin a generation, the repercussions that come up 10, 20, 30 years, when families are destroyed, when there is no foundation, when there is no righteous foundation, then wickedness will prosper. And Israel had gone to the point, Israel that had the word of God, the way of God, Israel had gone to the point that their sin, the perversion of religion, having a form of godliness, but not the godliness, the truth of the law that God had given them. When they did what was wrong, they stopped being ashamed. It just became common practice. And that's why Jeremiah cries out, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. On July 4th, we consider and celebrate the founding of a nation blessed as no other land in all known human history. The United States of America has been blessed by God like no other land in history with prosperity and security and blessing upon blessing, a shelter and a harbor for peoples from all nations, tribes, and tongues and languages. 
And I'd like to just take one quick moment to read something outside of the Bible. Words spoken by the first president on the establishment of this nation. This was from his farewell address when he left office. They wanted him to have a third term. He wouldn't do it. And he said in his farewell address, he says, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. You cannot have political prosperity if you do not have the supports of religion and morality. George Washington said they are indispensable supports. He said, in vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, these firmest props of the duties of men and citizens. In vain, he says, would that man claim to be a patriot, the tribute of patriotism, that man who would subvert, cut down, take away these great pillars of religion and morality, these great pillars of human happiness, these firmest props of the duties of men and citizens. All the things we need to do, all the things the government needs to do, is based upon religion and morality. And we've learned maybe something that they, in a, a primarily Judeo-Christian land, didn't even consider, that it's not just religion, it's the truth of God. When they said religion, they meant the Bible. That was the only book they put their hand on to take their oath of office. Without the truth of God, without morality, the pillars of a nation crumble, and any man that does that is not a patriot. He said, the mere politician, equally with the pious man, ought to respect and to cherish them. Our politicians go around speaking about separation of church and state, as though there should be no mention of religion, of the name Jesus, of what the Bible says in the secular discourse. George Washington said the mere politician as well as the pious man ought to respect and cherish them. He said a volume could not trace all their connections with private and public, your own life and the public government life, felicity, happiness. He also said of himself, we talk about repentance and understanding our nature, everybody sins, Solomon said. George Washington said, though in reviewing the incidents of my administration, I am unconscious of intentional error, I am nevertheless too sensible of my defects not to think it probable that I may have committed many errors. Whatever they may be, I fervently beseech the Almighty to avert or mitigate the evils to which they may tend. I don't know anything consciously I did, but I'm sure, given my nature, there are some things I did that can bring problems, because I know I'm human, I know I'm sinful. So I fervently beseech the Almighty, anything I might have done unintentionally avert, mitigate the evils to which they may tend. That was the founding of this nation. Let me read one other. This is not by George Washington. This is the eulogy on Washington, written by John Marshall and delivered by Representative Richard Henry Lee on December 26, 1799. They said, first in war, first in peace, 
and first in the hearts of his countrymen, he was second to none in humble and enduring scenes of private life, pious, just, humane, temperate and sincere, uniform, dignified and commanding. His example was as edifying to all around him as were the effects of that example lasting. Correct throughout, vice shuddered in his presence, and virtue always felt his fostering hand. The purity of his private character gave effulgence to his public virtues. Such was the man, such was the man for whom our nation mourns. Vice shuddered in his presence, and virtue always felt his fostering hand. Let me ask you today of our nation, could we say of our nation, of our government, of our people, what was said of the founding father of this land, that vice shudders? Could we say of our land, of our government, of our people, that virtue always feels a fostering hand, virtue is always helped out, and vice has to shudder and is afraid. What would the founders say if God for a moment lifted up the veil between this world and the next and let them see our nation today? Are we wealthy? Are we prosperous? Are we technologically advanced and very secure by our military position? Seems so. Are we good? Are we virtuous? Are we holy? Are we restrained? Are we moral? Do we have great pillars upon which our nation is built of religion and morality? What would they say of the corruption that comes through the TV, the magazines on the newsstand, the ideas taught the children that they're just evolved amoebas with no purpose and no plan in life? What would they say, more importantly, what does God say? We need a great physician. We need the balm of Gilead. We need the temple, the dwelling place of God. The United States of America needs Jesus, the Christ, the great physician. James says in chapter 4 and verse 8, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you what? Double-minded. I think sometimes our country is double-minded. We can be very, very good, and we can be very, very bad. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and what? He will lift you up. When we lift ourselves up, when we exalt ourselves, we're ready to be humbled. But if we would indeed again humble ourselves, then this nation could be exalted for many generations until the Lord comes. Let me just read one more time as we close. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, the word of God to Solomon after that dedication. Verse 14, If my people who are called by my name, who are the people called by the name of God right now? The believers in Jesus Christ, the Christians, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Judgment starts in the house of God. Then 
If then, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Heavenly Father, we need your healing upon our land. We pray that the great physician, that your son Christ Jesus would breathe his breath, his spirit upon this land, Lord, that again there would be revival. We pray, Lord, for the next generation. Forgive the sins of your people, Lord God. Forgive the sinfulness. We know, Lord God, that you say in your word, to whom much is given, much is required. We have received so much, Lord, and this nation has done many wonderful things. Your gospel has been preached to the ends of the earth. Help and sustenance is sent throughout the world. But as we send out the good, we pollute and contaminate with the evil. And Father, we are such a double-minded schizophrenic people. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive your church first and foremost for not speaking when we should speak, for not praying when we should pray, for not seeking when we should seek for wallowing in the wickedness that we have and saying, well, we're better than the people of the world and not measuring ourselves as we should in your sight, in the sight of your son, Christ Jesus. Father, forgive us, forgive this land. Give us one more moment of sunrise, we pray. Let your sun rise one last time, that there would be a great filling of your houses and that there would be sincere and honest praise and repentance. In the name of Jesus Christ, in his name we pray. Amen. Remember to visit us on the web at www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.